You are now tuned into the Forever One Marriage and Relationship Podcast with Team Wade. Get ready for tools to create a healthy marriage and relationship the godly way. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Team Wade. I hope What's happening? I hope everybody is doing well. Well, we have been talking about the power of a praying spouse, and we want to continue in that vein because it's so important to know how to pray what to pray so that you can see uh, the change or uh, whatever uh, you are believing God to manifest on behalf of your spouse, it's important to pray for them. Oftentimes we get couples who are complaining about, you know, certain things. How cold it is. (laughs) How cold it is in In the the house. house. Um, You've been tortured (laughs) by the air. Because somebody want to sleep with the air on and day and night, that it's cold. It sounds like I'm venting, doesn't it? It does. Because I am. And so we're going to edit this out. <laughs> no, we're not editing anything. It is cold, and I'm cold right now. Cold night and day. And I'm literally sweating over here because there's no air circulating. Are you kidding me? I'm literally sweating. I feel my hands. Yeah. Keep me out how cold my hands. So I suffer a little while since she suffered all night. Amen. Um, so, yeah, the power of a praying spouse is what we want to talk about. And I was saying that oftentimes people, uh, spouses uh, con- complain about the things that they want to see or yeah. complain about what they're not doing. But, you know, the question is, are you praying for them? Amen. Are you what are you praying? Are you declaring or decreeing what you want to see? Because the Bible talks about uh, the very worlds were framed. The very world was framed by the word of God. So he uh, in essence, God gave us the example. He spoke what he wanted to see. So it's important for you to make declarations and prayers. And so that's what we're going to do today. We're going to just be an example or give you an example of what to pray for. So um, I got a few scriptures here. Um, when you pray, you always need to stand on the word. Have you a scripture that is in line with what you're uh, in line with what you are believing God for? And so let's uh, look at a scripture that is designed to pray for our spouse that they'll never fall into the trap of the enemy. Because how I many you know the enemy hates marriage and uh, he wants to set a trap? so that uh, we can fall or trap so that we can, um, um, you know, not fulfill the mandate and the plan of God for marriage. Uh, He wants us to, he literally wants to destroy marriage. He hates marriages. And so I have a few scriptures here. Uh, We know David was awesome at um, praying for uh, his deliverance from the enemy, right? So in Psalm chapter 31, verse 4, it says, you will pull me out of the net which they have secretly laid for me, for you are my strength. The Lord is faithful to pull you out of a net or a web that the enemy whatever would try snare. to, whatever snare that the enemy would try to set up, whether it's a, a snare of infidelity or temptation, that's a real thing, you know. Uh, we are in this world, we got to live in this world. And there are certain things or certain people who don't care anything about marriage. Yep. They'll come up to you knowing you got a ring on, oh, uh, knowing that, you know, you have been married. Yep. And they don't care. They'll look at that ring and be like, so, and I'm married too. I just put, I just left my ring 
Uh-huh. Uh, and so there are so many snares that the enemy can set. And so you can make these declarations over your spouse that they are not, uh, they will never fall into the snare or the trap or the web of the enemy uh, that he may try to lay uh, in front of them. And uh, Psalms 25 verse 15 says, my eyes are continually toward the Lord for he will pluck my feet out of the net. Amen. And so even if, you know, uh, the enemy set up a trap or uh, set something up to try to uh, bring a snare to your spouse, declare this over them that in the name of Jesus, if my spouse find themselves in a snare or a net or a web of the enemy, that Lord, you will pull them out. You will bring them out in victory in Jesus name. So the prayer is you're, you're drawing strength from the Lord. You're asking God to intervene on your behalf and understand that the battle is not just a natural battle. It's a spiritual battle. Mm -hmm. So you're, you're engaging uh, God, the kingdom of heaven uh, so God can get involved in the situation where he can begin to cause the forces of darkness to be pushed back. Mm -hmm. And so the power of prayer uh, means God's hand begin to move on your behalf. Yes. And so it's so important that you know how to go before the throne of God to get the hand of God to get involved because he said his His arm is not too short that it can't save. Come on. So you want God's hand to be involved in the situation. You don't want to just battle it by yourself and only thing you're doing is involved in frustration, mm -hmm. anger, disappointment, mm -hmm. and then you begin to speak words and say things uh, that only make it worse because mm -hmm. you're not decreeing and declaring what God has to say about this situation. So you got to know how to war in Come the on. heavenlies. Come you got to know how to go before God and get him involved in your situation. I love that. You got to know how to war in the heavenlies. Yeah. Yeah. You got to know how to war for what you believe in God for. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. War in the heavenlies. And that's what prayer does. Prayer gives you hope. You know, you mentioned about hopelessness, frustration, uh, about what you see, but uh, someone said either you're going to pray about it or you're going to worry about it, you know, or you're going to worry about it. If you're going to worry about it, don't even pray about it. But when you pray about it, then you have faith to believe that God is going to move on your behalf. Amen. Amen. So those are two scriptures that I wanted to share with you about the snare of the enemy. The enemy may be trying to, to catch up, catch your spouse up, catch you up in some kind of trap, um, whether it's infidelity, a trap of infidelity, or any trap, any kind of thing, anything. Big trap of division. Division or a, a, bit, a bad business deal. Whatever the snare of the enemy is, uh, that God will deliver them. So make those declarations over your spouse that he will never or she will never be caught in the trap of the enemy. Amen? Amen. Amen. And that goes along with uh, what we prayed about last week about wisdom. God would crown our head with wisdom, wisdom that we'll know what to do, when to do, how to do, who to do it with. Amen. Next, I want uh, us to pray about or declare these things over our spouse. We know that 1 Corinthians chapter 13 is called kind of like the love chapter. And so um, Paul outlines all of these attributes that we should be operating in. So we need to declare these things over our spouses and, and for ourselves as well. Uh, let's read first Corinthians chapter 13 and it says, verse four says, love suffers long. Mm. <laughs> that by itself is a whole 
whole team Wade session. Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. It is not puffed up. Come on, talking about pride. Does not behave rudely. Does not seek its own. Is not provoked. Thinks no evil. Does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. And the next uh, verse says, love never fails. So this is a scripture that we can actually decree over ourselves as well as decree over our spouse. Yeah. And we're talking about the agape. The agape love. talking about the other type of love because you get phileo love, you yeah. get arrows. And, you know, so if, if you're not careful, you'll just think it's man natural kind of love. No, this is God's supernatural love. And so you got to begin to decree that over yourself and over your spouse that it's God's kind of love yes. can endure stuff. Endure stuff. And that's where that long suffering comes in. And a lot of times people are like, I'm sick of you. I'm tired. I'm really throwing the towel mm -hmm. because you're not experiencing the agape love of God. So you can be able to endure partners as a good soldier of mm -hmm. Jesus Christ. That's so good. Love suffers long and it's kind. So these are things that you can declare over your spouse. I declare, I pray, Father, I thank you that my husband suffers long, has is kind, uh, that he does not envy, or that he's not in pride, or does he's not he doesn't behave rudely, and that he's not uh, provoked, that he thinks no evil, that he doesn't rejoice in iniquity, but he rejoices in the truth. So this is the things that you can declare over your spouse in your time of prayer, and you will begin to see. The results of what you speak, you know, words are seeds. So when you when you speak words in the air, they go and get planted somewhere. They get planted in, in your heart, uh, in the ears that hear those words, and they will bring forth a harvest. And so because we know words is our seeds, then plant the word of God and expect the harvest to come out of your spouse. Well, we know we're planting those seeds because they're going straight to the throne of God where God is catching them in his bowl and, Come on. and bringing forth the harvest of what you're praying. That's so good. Amen. 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 So 1 Corinthians 13 is an awesome scripture to pray and declare over your spouse. And these declarations can spill over into every area of their life. Every area. You want these in there. So the, the last scripture that we're going to be talking about praying and declaring is Galatians chapter 5. One of my favorite, favorite, all-time favorite scriptures, scripture that helped me grow and develop and mature as a person. And as I grew and developed and matured as a person, my marriage got better. I was able to contribute more uh, in the marriage. And so uh, it says here, this, uh, I, I say then, walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. That's a declaration all by itself. I declare that I walk in the spirit. I declare my wife, or my spouse walk in the spirit and that they do not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And let's, let's make clear what walking in the spirit is. Cause sometimes people think walking in the spirit is some spooky and mm -hmm. you know, yeah. type of stuff. Mm -hmm. But walking in the spirit, the Bible says that his word is spirit and they is tr and they are true. Mm -hmm. So walking in the spirit is walking according to his truth, his will, his word. Yeah. And so whenever you're doing the word of God, you're automatically walking in the spirit. That's so good. It's not like you're floating around. You're walking in the spirit when you're walking 
according to what God has said. You walk according to the flesh when you walk after your own desires that are against what God's word says. Come on. That's good. That's excellent. I'm glad you clarified that. And so as you decree and declare that, you have an understanding and revelation of what it means to walk in the spirit and what it means to walk in the flesh. We're not like, ooh, I'm in the spirit, so leave me alone. I'm in the spirit now. (laughs) I'm in the spirit now, so. Can you see it? (laughs) Can you see it? Yeah, can you see it? I'm in the spirit now. And I think a lot of times we we make it difficult mm -hmm. when we say walking in the spirit or we in this or that Mm -hmm. instead of simplifying. Because God is not trying to make it hard. When he say, even when he say walk, he's, he's saying it, it become a way of life. Yeah. Just what we do. It's what you do. It becomes normal after you create a habit of it. That's good. You know, you create a pattern that you don't even have to think about. Mm -hmm. It just comes second nature to you. But a lot of times people don't, don't intentionally focus on it in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And so as you focus, it become habit forming and become natural to you. Yeah. And, you know, that's what the word does. You know, when you renew your mind with that word, it becomes a part of you. You embody it. Yeah. And so the more you hear it, the more you speak it, you read it, you meditate on it, and you become it. So let's move on. Uh, same scripture. Uh, next verse says, for the flesh lusts against the spirit. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's fighting against the flesh is fighting against the perfect will of God mm-hmm. always. So your declaration can be that I will always win over my flesh. Yeah, that's you know what I mean? That my spouse will always win over his flesh. His flesh would not overcome yeah. and overtake him. That he's has he has control over the fleshly desires and that they don't rule him. But he's ruled by his spirit, man. Amen. 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 You want to say something? No. Okay. Keep... All right. It says, for the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another. So they at odds against each other. Yeah. It's a tug of war. Yeah. And so whoever is the strongest is who, who's going to win. Mm-hmm. So they contrary. They not, uh, they not in agreement with each other. Right. And so knowing that, you got to understand that whoever got the most weight is going to hold that tug of war. <laughs> I mean, you got a good anchor person and a few other strong people, you win in that tug of war. Come on, come on. So let's talk about, uh, let's skip on down. It says, but if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Verse 22 is what I want to get to. Here's the declaration. But the fruit of the Spirit. So this is what you're going to declare, that your spouse, you're going to pray that your spouse operate in the fruit of the spirit or that you pray for yourself as well. Um, but the fruit of the spirit is love. We talked about love earlier, that agape love, that unconditional love of God yeah. or whatever type of love that you're believing for. Cause we talked about the phileo love. We talked about the arrows love and the agape love. They're all relevant in marriage. Yeah. And in family and family in every area, actually. Yes. Uh, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, Long-suffering, there it is again. Kindness, there it is again. Goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such, there is no law. And so uh, that's these are the scriptures. These are the, the attributes or the fruit that you want to see developed in, in your life, in your spouse's life, so that they can operate in these fruit. The fruit of the spirit 
is what's going to get you to help you overcome all the arguments, all the disagreements, all the things that come to divide you in your marriage. When you allow the fruit of the spirit to usurp its authority over the fruit of the flesh or the, the acts of the flesh or whatever circumstance or situation that is, is, is presenting itself, then you're going to overcome because guess what? Love never fails. The fruit of the spirit never fails. And so you won't, you won't succumb to the arguments and the discussions, the heated discussions. We don't call them arguments. We call them heated discussions. Whatever term you want. <laughs> Whatever make it sound good. <laughs> so, so, so these, um, this is what we want our spouse to manifest, to demonstrate, to walk in, to operate in. And so we pray accordingly and we pray and declare and decree these things. Amen. And as you're praying, let, let God begin to shape your heart mm-hmm. so you're not moved by what the current circumstance look like and what it feels like. Mm-hmm. Because I think a lot of times you get emotional and yeah. you get caught up in that and you're not able to live in peace mm-hmm. as your prayers are being manifested. Oh, come on. Say that again. That's good. See, a lot of times if, if you're not allowing God to change you in his presence, you won't be able to rest in peace as God is manifesting your prayers in the lives of your spouse. So you got to be intentional by with allowing him to change. Yeah, him. while you're in your presence and you, you're waiting on the manifestation of the promise that you're praying out. Mm-hmm. But see, a lot of times what happens is uh, we want it to instantaneously change, but we don't understand that God is working and, and then there's a will of a person involved. Right. So God, there may be a wrestle that is going on. The wrestle is not from God's end. The wrestle is the will of the person to submit mm-hmm. to the will of God. My, my, my. And so that becomes the problem right there is that while you're waiting on the manifestation, because you may get frustrated because they may look worse. Right. Oh, the situation, the situation may look like it's not getting better. It's not going to change. Look like they just getting worse. And the situation look like it's getting worse. But the reality is God is at work because he said the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man or woman availed much. That's right. But when, when God is dealing with the will of man, he has to work through them and they have to be willing to submit themselves to it. Come on. And so, while you're waiting on that, you need to allow God to change you in his presence. Mm. You need to learn how to be still in the place of peace in his presence. So when you find yourself getting frustrated, go and cast your cares unto the Lord in his presence and let him allow his peace to come on you. And so when you're being hidden in that secret place, now when things come, they're not hitting you. They're hitting the presence of God that is on you. And it don't cause you to respond the same way. Amen. And while you're in, even in that secret place of his presence, your meditation should be on what you're believing for. Your The word of God. What did his word Not say? what hadn't changed. Not what hadn't changed. Not the behavior or the, the last argument that you had that looked like. You can't just declare a thing one time and then it's gonna, it's just going to manifest the next day. You got to continue. You got to be like a bull ride. Mm-hmm. You got to hold on and, and ride that thing. You got to ride it out. And what did the word say? We just quoted James five sixteen: the effectual fervent prayers of a righteous 
man or woman avail as much, makes tremendous power available. So fervency is key. And so a lot of times the fervency is not you have to keep saying the same thing. You just go in the presence of God and, and thanking God, bringing yeah. God in remembrance of his word. That's it. And Lord, I thank you for what you're doing in my spouse's life, that they are being changed by you. Amen. I thank you, Father, that and you decree, whether it's a husband or a wife, that they're loving me as Christ loved the church. I thank you, Lord, that my wife respects me, that she submits to me, that she's honorable. And, you know, whatever it is, you're thanking the Lord that that change is happening because he said the king's heart is, is the, in his hand hands. of the Lord. And like Rivers of water, he'll turn it. Whatsoever he will. But in that turning, what if they're being resistant? So God know how to keep pressuring that they want to stop fighting and resisting and start submitting to the will of the God. The Lord knows how to put us in a, a, a the a, a exact situation that'll get us to, to soften our hearts. He knows exactly what to uh, allow us to get get how how he he knows all of his children he knows all of us whatever it takes and whatever it takes his word will come to pass if you continue to declare it decree it thank him for it because he said that i'm not a man that i should lie or the son of man that i should have to repent if i said it i'm gonna do it. if my word has said certain things you stand with it you believe god it's going to come to pass but are you willing to stay the course that's where the long suffering and the patience, fruit of the spirit, mm-hmm. has to be. You gotta let patience have its perfect work. That you be entirely lacking nothing. That's so it. in prayer, you gotta also have patience and you gotta continue to stand in faith and believe for the manifestation of what you are praying. Amen. Well, I pray that this has blessed you, the power of a praying spouse. Amen. It's it's necessary. Prayer is necessary in every area. And so take these scriptures, go back over them, start decreeing them, declaring them over your spouse, over yourself, and watch God begin to move and work in your marriage. All right, Team Wade, signing out. Be sure you follow, like, share, uh, download the episode some on the podcast. Yes, we want to hear from you. Leave comments. God bless you. We'll see you next time. Next time, Team Wade, signing out. See you later.